Have you read our brand new book, Choir of Angels? It is full of miracles. So if you love Miracles with Mommy Linda, you really need to get this one after the next, after the next. Your My prayer is that everyone who reads, um, what's the name of it again? Choir of Angels. Will that your faith will be inspired as much as mine was by living out these stories. They're really and truly unbelievable. If you like the supernatural and you're looking for um, supernatural experiences, you need you need to read this. So one of the stories in here, I think one of the stories is in here. Michael, we have got to do this as an audio book so we can help remember what is, what else in here and what's not. But I'm going to tell you a story about do you guys had you guys back in your um, pre-Christian days ever sit at a bar and write on a napkin? Did y'all ever do that? Everybody in the room, everybody in the room in here is shaking their head no. I mean, I've just seen it in movies, right? <laughs> I think people do that. They write, write things on napkins. Uh, that's what this story is about. So many, many, many years ago, it hasn't been that many years ago because we've only been working in Haiti since 2011 or 12. So what? We've only been there 10 years. Oh my God. Goodness, I can't believe everything we've done in 10 years. That's a miracle. So we had this place in Gallet Chambon in the country of Haiti, and it had a church and a school. And so uh, this, and oh, this is so precious that this has happening right now because I just got, you know what? I'm going to show this picture. I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble, but I don't care. I'm going to show this picture. Can you see it, Michael? Yes. This is my brand new grand niece, nephew, uh, that was actually just born five seconds ago. And that is an absolute miracle. That is Emily and Wesley's. And so they're going to kill me for showing that because that was a for my eyes only, but I don't care because I'm so proud of it. And it goes along so well with this story. So there was a lady who was with child and she was uh, on the back of a uh, motorcycle tap tap. Okay, so in Haiti, you either ride in the back of a truck, uh, and you're and they, they the reason they call it a tap tap is because they take a stick and they come out on the side and they tap you to get you closer and closer so they can fit more people in it, or you ride on the back of a motorcycle. So this lady was coming down the mountain and she was in labor, about to have a baby, and she was on the back of a tap tap, and they were looking for a place to to, to find a hospital because from the top of the mountain all the way down. There's nothing until you get back into Port-au-Prince. And so he saw our location there in Gallup Chambon that had the school and that also had the church. And so he assumed that because that was there, the tap-tap driver, the motorbike driver, assumed since that was there that there would be medical attention available there. And so he pulls in. Oh, this is so hard after we just showed that picture of Emily. Anyways, he pulls in and all we had there were teachers Nobody knew how to uh, help with the birth of a child. The lady came off of the motorbike. There was nowhere else to take her. She was in labor. And the, the lady died and the baby died. And so when that piece of information came to me, uh, Pastor Maxo relayed that. I found out the night that it happened. He said, I just need you to know somebody came in. They they died on our campus. And I said, oh, my goodness, Mike. So I said, we, we've got to build a hospital. And he said, I said, we, we, we've just, we're going to have to put a, a medical clinic here. We're, we're going to have to have a hospital because if people think there's none and there's nothing anywhere close by, we're just going to have to build a hospital. 
And so Pastor Maxo and I met the next day and we're sitting at a table at the apparent project in Haiti and he pulls out of his pocket a napkin that he's had for 10 years. It's all crinkled up and wrinkled and he unfolds the napkin and he shows me uh, this drawing that he drew 10 years ago. And he said, Mommy Linda, I want you to see something. He said, I've never told this to anybody. He said, but this was my dream for, for the Valley of Hope. He said, here's the, here's the church, which we've built. Here's the school. He said, and right here, I've always wanted to put a hospital. He said, but I've never told anybody. And I asked God that when the time was right, if he would place that on somebody's heart to come along and help us build a hospital. And so I said, well, here we go. We're about to do that. So I'll never forget when I came home from that Haiti trip and I told my husband the story of what happened. And, uh, you know, he was, of course, very remorseful. And he was like, oh, my goodness, Linda, that's so horrible. I can't believe the lady passed away. I can't believe that you lost the baby. And I said, um, yeah, I said, and so the great news is we're building a hospital. <laughs> and my husband said, what? I said, yeah, we're, we're building a hospital. I said, and, and you're not going to believe this. The miracle is it was already on Pastor Maxo's plans from 10 years ago. And I try to explain all this to my husband, to which he just responds back and says, Linda, you're not a doctor. You're not a nurse. You're not a building contractor. You don't know anything about a hospital. You can't build a hospital. And I said, absolutely. You are so right. I can't. I said, but God can. So uh, I had no idea what I was doing or how to do it. But we just kept singing. I kept bringing the children from Haiti here to America for three different choir tours. We uh, came here, raised money, would go back, uh, opened up a, another orphanage, opened up a vocational school. And I want you to know that in the middle of a global pandemic on August the 29th, 2020, when everybody else shut down, closed down, and the world stopped, Love Him, Love Them opened the Love Him, Love Them Valley of Hope Hospital in the country of Haiti. I was actually there for the grand opening. So exciting because nobody was able to travel anywhere. That was another miracle that I got to go. And on the very first day that we opened, we had to cut back because of COVID and not being able to travel with the choir. But the very first day that we opened up, we were going to be open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., instead of being open the 24 hours of a hospital. And so at 2.30 in the afternoon, a lady came waddling in to the front door of the hospital. And Pastor Maxo looked out the front door and he said to me, oh, Mommy Linda, we're going to have a baby today. <laughs> I said, no, dude. I said, we can't have a baby because it's 2.30. I said, we close at 4. That's not happening. He goes, not, no, we're having a baby today. You see this. I have never given birth to a child. I have 12 children, and yet they stuck the lady that came in in labor in the emergency room with me, and they told me to just sit there and wait with the lady until she was going into labor. It was the most unbelievable. I'm literally in there looking out the window, seeing cows and turkeys and chickens and everything going by, and I'm holding this lady's hand who doesn't speak a word of English, and I'm and we're both singing. We're singing songs that... Uh, that she's singing in Creole and I'm singing in English because I recognize the tune. And I literally sat there and held this lady's hand while this baby came out. And all I could hear 
was God saying to me, it was, it was almost as if it was a kiss to say, you know, Linda, the reason that you opened this was because of the lady and the baby that we lost. And then here we are. I think it was about six years later. And, and God rewarded us with having a baby born on that very first day. And you know what? We never, the, the doctor came in and said, okay, now we have a baby. And she's got to stay here in the hospital for the next six hours. We have to observe her. So we are not closing. And we never closed again. We didn't even have anything for the baby because we weren't planning on doing that. We weren't planning that stupid word that we have. <laughs> I, I actually went out into the container and found a towel that someone had donated. It's a blue towel. You'll see the picture in the book for our choir tour. And that's what we wrapped that baby in. I went on social media that night from the country of Haiti and I said, hey, we had a baby. We need some help. We need some stuff for a baby. And literally people donated online and we found everything that we needed to have enough for that one baby in Haiti. The next day I went back to the hospital and guess what? We had twins born the next day. I looked at God and said, Lord, we only have enough for one baby. In the first week that we were open in Haiti, we had 27 babies that were born in that hospital, and they have continued on and on and on and have continued to come. The miraculous things that have happened in that hospital are unbelievable, and God wants to perform miracles in your life too. When He speaks to you and He tells you to do something, my challenge to you is that you will be quick to obey, even if you don't know anything about building a hospital or anything about what He's asking you to do. Because if He's brought it to you, He'll bring you through it and He'll equip you for it.